Welcome to Intangibles, a podcast about the traits, behaviors, and qualities that entrepreneurs can cultivate to help be successful. This podcast is created by Andesite Ventures, an enterprise-focused seed stage venture firm in New York City. You can find us at www.antecedent.vc. I'm your host, Steve Berg. This season is brought to you by Denton's Venture Technology Group at dentonsventurebeyond.com. Operating as a boutique within the world's largest law firm, the Venture Technology Group runs with hard-charging tech entrepreneurs to drive growth through strategic business, finance, and legal advice from Silicon Valley and New York to London, Berlin, Hong Kong, and beyond. Learn more at dentonsventurebeyond.com. This is the prologue to the Intangibles podcast. I thought it would make sense to give listeners an explanation of what Intangibles is going to be about before we dive right into the content. Because this is the prologue, the format is going to be reverse of normal. Instead of me asking the questions, today I'm going to be providing the answers. The guest interviewer today is John Lair. John is the organizer of the New York Enterprise Technology Meetup and also is the co-founder of Workbench, a New York Enterprise VC. John, why don't you say hello, tell us a little bit more about what you're up to, and kick things off. Thanks, Steve, and hi, everyone. Uh, just briefly on myself, I'm uh, the co-founder of Workbench, and we're a New York-based enterprise VC fund, with really Series A as our sweet spot for investing in startups across the country. And what makes us most unique is that all of our team comes from corporate IT backgrounds in the Fortune 1000. Uh, for instance, me personally, I used to work in the office of the CIO at Morgan Stanley, where we'd meet hundreds of startups a year to see which solve pain points across our organization. And that gives us a pretty differentiated uh, lens when we're both meeting companies as well as talking to corporate executives. And it was during these uh, nights and weekends while working at Morgan that I had the idea for the New York Enterprise Technology Meetup and really wanted to bring together the Fortune 500 buyers that we have here in New York, where we have 52 of the Fortune 500 based, as well as the growing startup community focused on enterprise. And as we say at Workbench, uh, where we host the meetup now, going five years strong, great things happen at the intersection of suits and hoodies. But enough about me, Steve, let's focus on you. And uh, can you share some of, your con- some of your background? Okay, I'm Steve Berg. I started Antecedent Ventures a couple of years ago. The idea behind it is that there are more and more enterprise technology companies in New York, as you were mentioning, and on the East Coast, and that good investors are required to help that ecosystem flourish. I've been a public equity investor, a mezzanine stage investor through my role as head of corporate development for a publicly traded company, an early stage investor, and now a seed stage investor with the creation of Antecedent. So it seems like you've really invested across a multitude of stages. Uh, Walk us through the background and the reason for that. Yeah. I guess it's taken me a while to figure out what I like. Um, As I've journeyed down the uh, startup maturity chain from more mature to less mature companies, what strikes me is that while companies may eventually end up being value-based on revenue, earnings, growth, they can't actually get to that point unless they build cultures, personalities, and principles. Um, At the beginning of a startup's life, the human element is essential to success and value creation. What I like to do most is work with the founders as they build that culture and get the right people and principles in place. So I want to touch on that point you just mentioned around really uh, working with the founders closely in the early days. I mean, I've seen the benefit firsthand through our co-investment in SoCure together. 
Walk through it because I mean you have a great reputation for that. How and why are you so hands on in the early days? Yeah, I, I am hands on. Although I would say that I don't necessarily want to force myself onto a founder. Um, but what I found is if I can be um, helpful early and then make myself available to the founder, um, they'll take the opportunity to interact with me, and it'll become a much more organic kind of interaction. Awesome. So yeah, let's jump into a little bit around uh, what we're doing here today. Walk us through the idea for uh, this this Intangibles podcast. I mean, what are we doing here? Well, <laughs> I, I thought a podcast might be a good way to contribute to the dialogue around early stage enterprise venture investing, uh, and that's actually why I thought you'd be the the perfect person to uh, you know put me through my paces today. Uh, I wanted to talk about what we look for um, specifically in the founders, and how are you looking at things differently? You would say than other VCs would. I, I'm not. I'm not sure that we're looking at things too differently, but maybe a little different. Um, like a lot of VCs, when I make an investment, I spend a lot of time understanding the product, the market, and of course the founder. The combination of these three elements contribute um, a great deal to the success or failure of an early stage company, as everyone knows. Yep, and yeah, that definitely I would say uh, sounds fairly normal. So, where would you say then to dive in a little bit further? You're really going to differentiate. Um, my, well, my view has been. That there's a lot more written about and talked about with regard to the product piece and the market piece um, that the startup goes after, but that there's been a lot less talked about that third piece, which is um, the different elephant elements that make um, founders successful. Cool. So for the listeners, let's just touch on the product and market piece first, and then really we can dig into uh, the third element afterwards. Sure. Um, from the perspective of antecedent ventures, um, establishing good process around product diligence isn't easy, uh, but it is relatively straightforward. Um, I start with a, some simple questions and work from there. You know, questions like, does the product work? Meaning, at a high level, does it perform the function that it's meant to? Does the product actually solve the problem or take advantage of the opportunity the founder has identified? Simple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, is the product well-conceived? Meaning, is it scalable, extensible? Is it well-designed and well-written? Is it reasonably intuitive to use? Things like that. Um, do I, as an investor, and do the uh, other practitioners agree on the premise that, that there's also value in the product? Meaning, do I believe that the company can sell it to its intended customer? And with this as your baseline, so to speak, when you're taking that first look at the companies, how do you then use that as a jumping off point for the rest of product diligence? Yeah, so I... I think that that is the beginning. Um, there are other questions to ask, but what I particularly like about the you know this beginning, there's yes or no answers to these questions, right? You can quantify whether or you know does the product work? Yes. Well, check that box, right? Uh, much of the time, but not always, uh, coming to good answers on product is just a matter of following the process and being thorough. You know, to be clear. There's a number of cases where there's brand new products or new product categories that it's, it's much harder to judge. Yep. The other thing I'd add is that where diligence, this is where diligence begins on the product. Um, and you can kind of dig in from there and get more specific as you go, depending on how the, you know, the path of diligence proceeds. But I'm also aware that seed and early stage companies, oftentimes they just don't have that much data uh, or an understanding of how the product's ultimately going to fit into the market. So I, I have to take that into consideration as well. So then that's a great segue into the market side, right? For some of these earlier companies, how do you think about doing diligence on the market? Yeah, it's, it's actually fairly similar. With regard to the market, the questions are typically, is the market large enough? And is the market segment which this product's going in, is it growing fast enough? There's a bunch of 
data sources to actually help you get to the answers on on these questions. So I, I really do view it as also kind of straightforward. When you're looking at the market, though, especially if it's a new product category and it may not be as easily definable, what kind of stuff could potentially trip you up? Um, I think as an enterprise technology investor, I try to stick with what I've had experience doing um, before. I know a lot about enterprise software, uh, security, data, and increasingly about machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing. It, it's much easier for me to make good judgments about the markets that I already have invested in and what I've learned about. When I get too far away from them, when I stray outside of these markets, I find myself in situations where I don't know necessarily what I don't know. Um, things can go wrong for these types of companies that I couldn't have even foreseen. Um, obviously, I want to avoid getting myself and, of course, my investors into these kind of situations. Beyond that, I think it is pretty straightforward to answer these questions. Is the market large enough? And is the market segment, which the product is in growing fast enough? They're pretty binary, right? And they're awfully, oftentimes very quantifiable. Gotcha. And now I think we're inching towards the real point of this podcast, which is that third piece, the founder piece. Let's walk through and really start digging in there. Right. From an initial diligence perspective, trying to get a feel for the founder, I think, is where things get tricky. Uh, in addition, it's also the most important part of diligence, at least from my perspective. And why is that? Well, I, oftentimes, if you listen to investors, you can, you can hear them you know, sit, repeating adages like, oh, we're backing the, the jockey and that's more important than backing the right horse. Or, you know, the success or failure of a startup is 80% in the hands of the founder. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's not even clear right now um, what's going to happen, but we know the founder will figure it out, right? So I, I suppose that the reason people say that kind of stuff is that because it is, you know, the success or failure of a startup kind of is heavily based on the skills, abilities, and qualities of the, of the founder, and I was saying, as I was saying earlier, it's certainly more so in the case of companies, you know, in the early days. So then what, in your mind, what's really the problem here and how do you get to the root of it when looking at these founders? Yeah, I, the, the problem is that beyond education resume, there's not many of those yes or no questions that we were talking about with regard to, you know, product and market, right? There aren't any research analyst <coughs> reports or college courses devoted to you know, specific individuals or even the right process. And I think there's very little uh, a founder's background that really is truly quantifiable. So as an investor, I mean, my challenge is, well, how do I diligence what is widely acknowledged as the most, you know, one of the most important parts <coughs> of early stage investing, but doesn't really have best practices for this particular part of the process? I mean, to me, that's hard. Uh, and that's what I'm up to with this podcast. I'm looking for good ways to help recognize in people what their strengths and abilities are. Awesome. And I think you're really hitting on an interesting point here. And the reason for your podcast, exploring these different trade skills, abilities that can lead to success, but oftentimes don't have those yes or no, hence the need for yet another podcast. But I think it is something differentiated that a lot of folks can learn from. So <laughs> walk us through this a little bit more and how you're going to make this uh, endeavor interesting and informative. Yes, I I thought to myself, I, I think we should put it together, <laughs> out another, yet another podcast. Now, honestly, for the things that are non-quantifiable or intangible, I really don't think there's a right way um, to do diligence. In terms of antecedent ventures, I start out um, by just trying to identify the presence of these, you know, certain types of skills or abilities and quantities that I think founders, you know, I want to back would possess. Um, and I try to determine what the skills they rely on are as they go about doing their business. 
And given that a lot of this isn't just a simple yes or no question, what sort of format do you anticipate using? Well, I mean, for this, I mean, for the podcast, in terms of the podcast, I thought it would be interesting to uh, and useful to talk to folks that are expert or at least have experience in understanding and recognizing some of these key qualities. At a basic level, I figured that they can explain what these qualities are. They can also explain how these qualities or abilities, you know, manifest themselves in, in founders uh, or leaders. They can tell us how to recognize these qualities uh, indirectly or through in the interaction that you have with the founder before you make an investment. They can also help determine the value of the particular quality and the degree to which it might actually impact success. And one thing that I'm particularly interested in, and hopefully we can identify which of these specific qualities or abilities are inherent and which can be learned. So for anyone, startup founder or not, that seems like something that might be good to know, right? I mean, I plan to take one topic per podcast. And once I started making a list of what topics I might want, it was actually pretty surprising to realize how many qualities and abilities there are out there and how many experts there are that can provide you guidance and help with that. It's definitely going to make some for, for some interesting content as we think about maybe perhaps what the weightings are and maybe even being able to quantify some of these. So that one topic per podcast and really digging in uh, seems like the right approach. So, I mean, my thinking, at least from my perspective, is that you know, even in the, in the preparation for these types of discussions, I'm going to be able to get better at recognizing great founders when I see them as well. And of course, the hope is that other investors and other founders who might listen would get value from uh, the exploration as well. Nice. So what kind of people are you going to be uh, inviting to speak on the podcast then? I think it's going to be all kinds of different people. Actually, the, the more different types of people, the better I, I would guess. Um, I'm thinking about doing this in groups of 10 episodes, so almost like a, a season. I'm not really sure if that's going to end up happening because I, I just have a feeling that once I get going, I might not want to stop, but at least that's the plan. In the first group of 10, um, we I expect that we'll have university professors, uh, authors, behavioral psychologists, uh, founders. Uh, I believe that we have one particularly renowned actress coming on, which I'm excited about, to talk about her creative processes. I thought creativity was a pretty interesting and tangible. Um, I'd say possibly people from government and sports. I don't know, just folks that we find interesting and things that can add to the conversation. That could definitely be interesting, especially given the disparate mix of folks that you're going to be bringing on. So in your opinion, what's the primary reason why folks should be uh, listening? Yeah, I, I suppose because I am, just like you, kind of right in the thick of it, right? Antecedent Ventures is a fledgling New York-based early-stage enterprise-focused fund. It's, it's little. Um, Workbench is probably a little bit bigger, but in general, I mean, you know, we have decent experiences, but we're trying to be good stewards of other people's money, right? We're trying to make good investment decisions. Thinking through the personal qualities that drive success, I think that's a productive use of time, especially if we have interesting people talking with us. The other reason I would mention kind of goes back to that part about inherent versus learned qualities. Uh, I'm kind of an experimenter, right? So if there are behaviors or actions that I can do that might help me to be better or more efficient or more successful, I'm, I'm probably interested to try them out and you know, usually going to give it a try. So I suspect that there's other people who have that mentality as well, and I think it would be good for them to listen to. So for folks they have already got listening to this uh, inaugural kickoff podcast, Give a little bit of a sample of what's to come. What are some of the qualities that uh, you hope to explore in this series? Yeah. Like you said, when we made that list, there's a lot. Um, in the first 10 or so, I think critical thinking, that's you know probably a, a base one, right? Key. 
willpower, um, creativity, as I alluded to, I think that should be a good one. Um, the, the identification of inherent greatness, like, you know, what combination of traits is going to drive success. Resilience seems to me to be a pretty key attribute for founders that, that uh, are successful, just folks that don't quit. Um, intellectual honesty. Uh, I think I, I, there's a couple more as well, but I mean, that's a, I guess that's a, a good starting point. Especially that point around resilience and grid. As you do those series, I'm especially excited for those because we look for that similar trait. And I don't know how you surface it or measure it, but uh, hopefully I'll learn something from that from that series. And uh, who do you think the audience is really like? What's your desired audience for this? Yeah, I think there's probably a couple different contingents. Uh, I would think founders would uh, probably be interested in uh, the introspective aspect of this. I mean, you know, I would guess wanting to know what investors are looking for, um, wanting to you know take a personal inventory. Do I have that skill or ability? How can I improve? How can I uh, present myself to investors in a way that you know they know I'm capable and that highlights my intangible value? That probably be the first um, investors. Obviously, I think you know uh, this is a little bit of a fresh take on the investment decision process. Um, as I mentioned, I don't think there's any right way to do diligence, uh, regardless of how an investor chooses to look at an investment or assess a founder. I would think certainly adding some of these tools uh, in behavioral psychology to your toolbox probably can't hurt. And, and possibly, I would think the third audience are just those folks who pay attention to career enhancement and efficiency, right? To the extent that these discussions become a central place for some of the behavioral psychology aspects of success, you know, there might be some value to those folks. Um, oftentimes, I've heard investors say to founders, uh, you should be building the thing that you want to use. So I'd say that this podcast is the thing that I would want to use, right? This is what I would want to listen to, what I find, you know, would find interesting. That last point definitely resonates a lot. I mean, between the intellectual curiosity that you're bringing to bear, as well as the passion that is emanating from you, I think that that's going to come out in your work here. So uh, really excited to check out this series. Uh, before we wrap up, anything else you want to add for the listeners? Sure. Um, Twitter, our Twitter handle is antecedent.vc. Um, once we kind of get this thing up and going here on a more consistent basis, if there's any topics or any um, people that anyone listening would think would be worth talking to, then definitely hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Um, also, as I mentioned, Antecedent Ventures is an early stage enterprise focused investor, and we prefer to invest on the East Coast, specifically in New York. Uh, it's going to be difficult, probably if not impossible, for us to invest outside these criteria. So, you know, folks that want to send us your pitch, um, do it at your own peril if it doesn't necessarily fit into the high level description, which I've now uh, gratuitously given three or four times. <laughs> and for other uh, inquiries, just use Twitter as well. And then finally, um, if you download this uh, off some podcast service, leave a good review, right? So we can, you know, get feedback and do better. Uh, I think that's it. Um, thank, I thank you. John, before we stop, you know, why don't you tell people where they can find you also uh, if they don't already know? For sure. Yeah, so I'm uh, pretty active on Twitter at Fendien, F-E-N-D-I-E-N. Uh, our company account is at Workbench, and uh, you can email me at john at workbench.com. Fantastic. Thanks, John, for sitting in the interviewer chair today. And thanks to anyone who's listening. Uh, I've enjoyed the Prologue podcast, and I look forward to a bunch more. Excellent. Thanks. Looking forward. Thanks. This has been Intangibles, a 
podcast created by Antecedent Ventures. Find out more at www.antecedent.vc. I'd like to thank Denton's Venture Technology Group at dentonsventurebeyond.com for being the sponsor this season and a supportive partner. Operating as a boutique within the world's largest law firm, the Venture Technology Group runs with hard-charging tech entrepreneurs to drive growth through strategic business, finance, and legal advice from Silicon Valley and New York to London, Berlin, Hong Kong, and beyond. Learn more at dentonsventurebeyond.com. I'd also like to thank Ben Glowey, who's been instrumental in helping me record and produce this season. I couldn't have done it without him. Find him on Twitter at visible underscore sound. And thank you. Keep an eye out for the next episode. And if you like this one, leave us a favorable review. I'm your host, Steve Burke.